We saw in the past two segments that when you have most people doing something, it's not necessarily enough to create a minog when there's an opposing minority, unless that minority is just the exception to the rule and the rule remains like the common custom, and then the common custom becomes the halacha for any prevailing contract or deal that was made without specifying specific terms. The question is, if have something that it is the rule, but it's just not a common occurrence altogether, meaning no one does the opposite, but it's just the whole thing, the whole scenario doesn't present itself often. So here we have a chuvas or rivash. The rivash is discussing a chazan who made the claim that his wages include that he shouldn't have to pay the taxes. There was the typical city tax that everyone had to pay. And the chazan, the shliach tzibur, he felt that part of his wages included that he should not have to pay the tax. Just like we find precedent, people who worked in the base HaMikdash didn't have to pay taxes. Tamidah HaChamim were exempt from certain taxes in many cities. So his claim was that part of his salary included that he should be potter from the city taxes that were laid upon the rest of the congregation. And he was claiming that's the custom. So the Rivash has a lengthy truth about this. And we're just going to see one little snippet where he discusses this particular point. And from here we learn to all other places where there's a claim of a custom, but it does sound a very common scenario. So it says the Rivash, this is on page 10 of the Mar Makomos. He says, referring to his case with the Chazan of Benidunzeh, in this specific case, you should check out the custom of the city. If the custom is that the Chazan do have to pay, so in this person also, when they set up his position and his salary, he should have known that he will have to pay the taxes. He should have made a stipulation that included in his wages is the patur, is the exemption from taxes. If, on the other hand, the custom is that the Chazanam never pay taxes, so he also, even without any stipulation, is Pater, because then the employers should have said that if they did want him to pay the taxes, they should have clarified that. If the Chazan wants to claim that he is exempt from taxes, it has to be a clearly established minic. It's either that the community got together and agreed upon it, or that that's the way it was always done from the past generations. And the custom is that that is actually how they fear Zuch. That's why they they always do it, that the Chazanim don't pay taxes. This is not similar, claims the Rivash, to the regular hiring of workers, which is something that happens every day. And there you can easily check out and you'll know the custom. When it comes to exempting the chazan from taxes, where there is only one chazan in the town, how can you claim it to become a custom, this that there was only one or two chazan that were exempted at certain times from the taxes? It has to be well known in the city, that the reason these chazanim were let off the hook was because that's the minic. So in other words, even though it's something that does not commonly occur, if when it occurred it was known that the reason it's happening is because this is the way we do it, so then the Rivash concurs that it can become a minic. But if it's something that's just not common, and even if it happened on occasion, but it's not a common scenario, so even though we don't find an exception to the rule, we don't find the chazan actually paid taxes, but since it's not something that commonly occurs, 
that it's not enough to create a minik. So we learn from here that minik has to be something that's common enough that it's something you can go out and check it out and say, oh, this is the way we actually do it. But something that only presents itself on occasion does not become the minic, even if that's the way it's done and we don't find exception. It has to be that it was clearly established that this is the custom in order for it to have that, the weight of a minig in halacha. Going to the next maramakam, this is on page 11, we discussed the concept of a minhog based on something that we did not do. Can someone claim that our custom is that we don't do something? Or do we say that in order for it to be a minog, it has to be a positive thing, that's something that we do do. Meaning we know that in Shas we have a concept of loiro inu raya. Something that we didn't see doesn't prove that it didn't happen. Like Rashi tells us in Zvachim, that the fact that you didn't see it, maybe you just weren't there, or maybe you missed it when it happened, or the, or the, the opportunity didn't present itself. So can we say that, well, no one ever heard of such a such occurrence, and therefore the minig is not to do it? Or is loishamanu not a minig? Is that we didn't hear of it, is that not considered a minig? So the Shiltek Yibayim, in the beginning of the seventh paragraph of Metziah, our very first Maramakam, we discussing workers, so he discusses this. This is again on page 11. On the side of the page, we have the Shiltek Yibayim. And he says, Venerali, the ain nikro minhog, dover shaloi nasame oilum. It's not considered a custom something that was never done. If not that the opportunity presented itself, that it should have been done. And they specifically did not do it. Like we say in several places, when it comes to making a bracha over certain things, in similar cases, that we say, The custom in that place is that they do not make a shechionu or a bracha acheres. The tainus, and to find in the last paragraph of Tainus that Rav Iqbal Bavel Chazinu de Kokoro Halber Shchedish, you saw they were learning Halan Shchedish, and that was not the prevailing custom in Bavel, in, in where Rav came from Eretz Yisrael. So he was going to stop them from saying Hal since it was not a Tukhanos Chazal. Then Shaminu Dumadalgi, he saw that they were skipping paragraphs the way we do, and they were, they, that's how they learned Halal by skipping the two paragraphs. Omar Shmami no. It's their minig not to say those two paragraphs, and therefore so it must be they say hal and they just leave things out to show that it's not the regular takanos chazal. Similar cases that the opportunity presented itself, when they specifically didn't do something, there we say, then we can say that that not doing is the minig not to do it from then on. Brings another raya from a Gemara Psachim that again that it was just the not doing something would not have become the minig except the fact that someone claimed that we should do it and then the others went and had they gone and followed along so then the not doing something would have become a minig if not just the fact that you don't do something is not establish a minhag so again the point is that normally just the fact that something was never done before doesn't mean that the minig is specifically not to do it, unless the occasion presents itself from time to time and they specifically don't do it, then we can say that over here the minig is not to do this particular thing or to go through this particular stipulation or transaction, etc. But just the mere fact that we haven't heard of it before is not enough to establish that something is not a minig. The next two Maramakomas deal with a problem of conflicting minhagim. The Mishnah, which was the source of Minhog, told us that when you have workers that transition to a new place, then since the new place does not yet have a custom, the custom will follow the place where they originated from. 
unless there's a consortium of workers, in which case you have no minute to go by. The workers came from all different places, and you have no way of establishing what the prevailing minute should be. So well, the question is, what happens if you have two specifically conflicting minhagim? You have the workers are from one place, the employers from a different place, or vice versa. So there's a cryptic Yerushalmi that deals with this, and the Rishayim try to unpack what will be the bottom line out of this Yerushalmi. So the Kesach Doilo is on page 12, um, is discussing this very Yerushalmi, quotes in Muka Yosef, and then Muka Yosef's Maskona is that it depends who is the one that transitioned, meaning the work is being done in the place of the employer. So if the employer went to hire workers from a different city, so if he went from a place where they work hard, and he hired workers who typically take it easy, but he's clearly saying that you're going to be working in my city, so then the workers need to work the way they work in the place of the, the service that's going to be provided, the place of the avoid, the place of work. You follow that custom, that's the local custom. But the Yerushalmi tells us that if the employer, in his place, the work is done in an easier fashion, the, the, let's say a 9 to 5 workday, and he goes to a place where the workday starts at 8 o'clock or it ends at 6 o'clock. So the workers now claim, well, in your place, the typical minhug is to go from only 9 to 5. The employer can say, had I wanted that, I would have hired local workers. The reason I came to you guys is because you guys do more work. You guys work from 8 to 6. And that's why I hired you in the first place. And that is a valid tie according to the Yerushalmi. That's if the employer came to get them. But if the workers themselves transitioned, so then you don't have that argument. So therefore, the Nemuka Yasef says that if the workers transitioned from a place where they work hard, let's say 8 to 6, and they came to a place where they work 9 to 5 and hired themselves out, so then for sure they only have to do the easy work, the local custom of 9 to 5. But even if they did the other way, even if they were in a place where they work 9 to 5 and they walked into a town where they work 8 to 6, the workers can say, since you knew that we're from a different place, and in that place the local custom is to work only 9 to 5, so you should have known that that's the way we work, that's the job we provide, and therefore you can only have forced us to work not 9 to 5 the way we do it and not the way the local custom is. That is the first opinion of the Nemukhi Yasef. The Knesset continues with the opinion of Rabbi Avram Ibn Ya'ish, and he disagrees on this last case. He says even if the workers themselves come from a place where they don't work so hard, they only work 9 to 5, if the work is being done in a place where the workday is 8 to 6, then that's what they're forced to do. They can't say, well, we come from a place where it's easier. The local custom is what prevails over the originating custom, regardless of the established custom in the place of where the workers came from. So Rav Moshe brought at the end of the book that goes into this Yerushalmi at length and all the different possibilities of the gear, so we're not going to go into that. So let's just take a look at the way the Ramah sums this up. Let's go through the Shulchan Aruch, starting on page 13. The Shulchan Aruch goes through some of the points that were raised, and it ends with the Ramah on this specific point. So let's see. This is Hilchas Chiyas Poilim, Simen Shin Lamed Alf and Cheshen Mishpat. And the entire Suga Poilim in the Halacha begins this way, Sechers HaPoilim. Says the Shulchan Aruch, someone hires workers, if he wants them to start early or leave late, so it depends on the minig. If you're in a place where the minig is not to come early or not to stay late, you cannot force them. Even if he added on to their wages, that is not enough to force them to either come early or leave late. Since he did not stipulate beforehand, had he stipulated, then of course he could follow whatever they made up. 
this freedom of contract, but since he did not stipulate, so you follow the local custom. Says there, Had there not been a local custom, or he told them, I'm hiring you the way the Torah visions employment, so therefore, they have to leave their house when the sun, at sunrise, they need to continue doing malacha until nightfall. When it's Arab Shabbos, however, then he's allowed to leave early. He, has to, he gives himself enough time that he's allowed to fill up a barrel of water or and to fry himself a small fish. And light the candles. Arab Shabbos, you have that leniency. If there's no common custom in the city, most of the city people come from a place where there is a minug. Then, then the custom will follow the place where they originated from. But if it's if they went from the place where they do get up earlier and leave late to a place where they do not, or the opposite, the Ramal concludes without exception that you go after the place where the workers are hired, the place where the work is going to be done. That is the place that you follow the local custom. We don't care where they actually originated from. We go after the place where the hire took place. The Ramah concludes that it's only called a minig if it's something that's that's common and it was done several times or many times. Something that only happened once or twice, that does not become a minig like we saw earlier from the Rivash.